This is 680 CJOB. Hey, what's happening today, everyone? It's the main ingredient here on 680 CJOB. After the news, at the bottom of the hour, I'll be talking to Celine Land, who is the owner of Regan Fromagerie, which is the cheesemaker for the Acorn Cafe located at 433 Main Street. So basically, Maine and Bannantine. But up first is my friend Constance Menzies, who is the owner of Chocolatier Constance Pop. And she's going to talk about her shop participating in the NB Food Fest, which takes place June 9th at Fort Gibraltar in St. Boniface. She's in the studio along with my homie, Krista Hall. Constance, how are you? It's been a long time. I'm awesome. How are you, Kevin? I'm very good, Krista. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm excellent. Um, you were like one of my first guests. You were you treated me like gold when I came to your store. Because you're so kind and you're very easy to, you love the chocolate. So it's like, oh, you, you love chocolate. Okay, how about this one? How about this one? How about she, this she one? She said I'm kind. I, she, I was kind because she was offering me chocolate. Like, <laughs> I can anybody not be kind? You know, I know. So <laughs> Since I've been in the chocolate world, I've been invited to way more parties, Isn't way that more weird? events. So I don't weird. know why. You I, know? I thought it was me, but it's chocolate. You know, um, for those who haven't heard of you, which is, I don't know anybody who hasn't, maybe we can start from the beginning. Maybe give a little Coles Notes rehasher on who you are and what is it you do. I'm the owner and overseer of all things chocolate at Chocolatier Constance <laughs> Pop. Yeah. Yes, and I have a great uh, tidy staff of uh, very keen chocolatiers. And our business is 12 years old this year. Wow. And we have a great and fabulous location in St. Boniface. How long have you been in St. B? Uh, it's six years now. Yes. Wow. I know. It's, it's gone by in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's crazy, hey? It is, and actually. And it's a shop, and you make your chocolate there as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We do. We make, uh, we're Winnipeg's first bean-to-bar maker, and uh, we won uh, a local contest for best ice cream in Winnipeg. I was happy hang on, hang that on, we even on, got on the list. Cream. I didn't have ice cream. You, you didn't? No. Oh, Kevin, you'll have like, to come back with Krista, because <laughs> it sounds like Krista hasn't had a chance yet to, to visit. So, uh, gelato. Um, this gelato that we entered in this contest was a white chocolate lemon pistachio deliciousness. That sounds terrible. I know it is. And it's good. Good for you. Like... All natural, all whole ingredients. That's what I tell myself anyway. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, and you tell me you've expanded a bit, right? Um, we have. So we purchased the building that my shop is in. Very nice. So big, proud owner of uh, Large Debt. Uh, and the building <laughs> next all? door, I'm, I'm hoping to purchase that building too. And the only way that I could is by um, uh, signing uh, a lease uh, for first option to purchase. So I thought, what am I going to do with this wonderful space? So we're, we're making it into uh, an active art studio. And we'll be displaying our wonderful chocolate show pieces that we've made over the years that have been stuffed and, and put in storage. So we'll be able to view those and, and have uh, events. But I like your idea of a museum mm-hmm. because I've also collected a lot of pieces to help make chocolate, mm-hmm. uh, tools and utensils and things. And, and, and I think it'd be very cool to, to showcase those there too. 100%. And the story of chocolate. I think um, I think that's a good idea, Kevin. Thank yeah, you. See, I'm, a, I'm not as uh, dumb as I look, right? No, but you you are an idea generator, generator which uh, I guess Manitoba Food Fest. I that's just found out that this this is uh, your solely your idea. Yeah, you know, I throw it's I throw awesome. it at good people. I'm, yes. I'm an idea guy. I'm terrible yeah. at execution. Yeah, but I but I'm, that's why Chris is here, right? <laughs> I throw ideas at her and go. She's like, yeah, that's good. Okay, now can we get it done? How we get that done? <laughs> By Friday. <laughs> exactly. Right, I needed it done yesterday. You yes. know. Um, you are, you want to talk about the milk chocolate you brought? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, okay. You brought me 
Me? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> so Chris kidding. asked for me to bring some, and I thought, with all my very busy day, this is, this is the one that I was able to muster to bring. But I brought this one because I know you like milk chocolate. Yep. And this all particular... Time you know me. That's, I'm, I'm impressed. Just remember that part. And then... And then uh, well, this is wrapped in compostable packaging. It's a very big, strong ethic we have at Chocolatier Constance Pop to do things as sustainably as, as, as possible in all the ways. So we're very proud that all of our packaging since day one has been compostable. And uh, we design a lot of our chocolate. So this piece that we design is uh, is in the shape of Manitoba. And it's got this beautiful map. Of, it's a map of Manitoba with the lakes and the rivers. And it says in the middle of it, Manitoba made, which I thought was beautifully in keeping with, with Manitoba Food Fest. Very nice. Well, you're slowing down the chocolate eating by I'm, I'm taking a picture. A picture. You know that, right? You're gonna want. You're gonna want this. <laughs> Trust me, there. Hundred percent. How do you get people to? Like I said to you, the first thing I thought when I came into your your shop was everything's beautiful. You design things beautifully. It look. I said museum because it actually looks like one. Like you have, remember you have the shoes and all the kind of oh, funky right. stuff in there. <laughs> and I thought. People must buy this stuff. How long does it take them to eat it? Because it's just, you could almost like put it in your house and display uh, it. I know people do say that they're not going to, but we have big expiry date on the back. And we're like, if you don't eat it, it's going to start to fall apart. See, that's a shame. So, so we, we, we know that people shop with their eyes and ultimately it has to taste good because then people are like, yeah, that looks nice. But it, what was that? Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so we tell people like, please have a bite. No, seriously. Here, Krista, <laughs> take a piece. <laughs> Because it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, it's still food. Like it's we have fun with it, but it still has to uh, taste good. And really good quality chocolate should have five or less ingredients in it. And this is milk chocolate, so it'll have the milk component, but it'll also have uh, cocoa liquor or the cocoa mass, a little bit of sugar, uh, the lecithin, which is a binder, which is what you find in, in eggs, and cocoa butter. Really good quality chocolate should have cocoa butter in it. They're starting to take the cocoa butter out because it's so expensive and they, they sell it and use it for the pharmaceutical and the, and the uh, aesthetic industry. But uh, if, you're just, if you're just looking quickly, if you, if you don't see cocoa butter in it, chances are it's not good quality chocolate. Chocolate's getting so expensive right now that uh, we're now starting to buy cho- chocolatey items that doesn't even have chocolate in it. So it's so important to look at the list of ingredients. And we don't have a chocolate law in Canada as they do in, in many of the countries in Europe where they'd have a beer law and wine law and, and also a chocolate law that deciphers good quality chocolate from confectionery. So I wish that we would. Um, when I have time, I'd like to work towards trying to see what it would be involved in creating something like that so that people can appreciate those of us that make good chocolate is different from, from confectionery. I have no problem with confectionery items, but but there's just an appreciation for why we go the extra dis- different di- difference with the packaging and, and maybe just even how we, it's so so precious, you need to make it beautiful. Like mm-hmm. it's, you want to put it with the expensive birch syrup that I was telling you about earlier, Crystal. Like the birch syrup itself, people may know that it takes 40 liters of sap to make one liter of, of, of maple syrup. Wow. It's about 120 to one with birch syrup. Mm. So for us to buy 16 liters of pure birch syrup is about $1,200. Holy so we're not going to put poor quality chocolate with ingredients like that, like the pistachio I was telling you about with the gelato that we make, mm-hmm. $500 for a 4K pal. Like we're, 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 we're pur- purchasing pure... Pure, pure, pure quality ingredients are so expensive. So again, we're not going to put poor quality chocolate with that. And same with, we're not going to put poor quality ingredients with our really good chocolate. Mm. You know what I like about you? Have more. Is you break up the chocolate. 
I put it in my mouth, and you give me enough time to actually eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I'm like, keep, keep talking, talking, keep and talking. <laughs> talking and talking and talking and talking. Like and, I love her. And if you can reach me underneath the table there, you can just, you know, <laughs> nope, tap nope. my foot to stop talking. Like, Should I have another piece? <laughs> not quite sure. I'm not quite sure <laughs> where this is going. More with Constance Menzies from Chocolatier Constance Pop after the break to talk about Manitoba Food Fest. talking to Constance Menzies from Chocolatier Constance Pop and you may not know but she is not from Winnipeg. So you're from Montreal and you learned Mm -hmm. to make chocolate in Montreal. Mm -hmm. So why Winnipeg? Why did you? My family moved here and and Winnipeg is uh, I'm very involved in the artistic community um, involved with the theater community and and there's there's a lot going on in Winnipeg. Winnipeg is just big enough to attract interesting things to it, but small enough that if you've got a little bit of talent and keenness, you can have access to all sorts of things. So I got to make chocolates for the Queen of England. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Queen of England. Yeah, crazy. Me. Right. Crazy. But if I was in Toronto or Montreal, the hierarchy is a lot steeper. So we made chocolates for the Juno Awards. We made chocolates for X, Y, and Z stars that come through here. You know, we've got this small little thriving movie industry here. And that's kind of fun to do some of these kinds of projects. And and that sets the tone for when um, True North had their launch. Uh, the top two floors of the brand new True North Square building uh, is owned by, or rented by, I guess. I don't know if it's owned or it's probably rented by Thompson, Dorfman, and Sweatman. So we did their the catering for their for their big three day event. It was like three day, not even one night. It was like wow. three nights. So we made awesome chocolate for them. So we don't. There's not a lot of those places in Winnipeg, but you know we're super proud to make the chocolates for. Uh, the Richardson Foundation and for uh, Bentel Kennedy, who are the people who manage the the Richardson properties. Uh, so we've created a, a Richardson bar that we make for them at Christmas time for everybody that uh, works in that beautiful building downtown, which just celebrated 50 years. That building's been up for 50 years. Wow! So, so when we do these bigger events, like I was at the the Golden Globes. At the gift lounges at the Golden Globes and the Oscars, it, it 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 highlights what we can do for people who organize things here in the city, and in Winnipeg you can have access to it because it's just it's just nice, nice little accessible community. Right, it's it's like you said, it's big enough but not small, right. not big enough to get lost. In. Right, right, right. Like, Which yes, is perfect. Um, we spoke off air about Manitoba. Food Fest, Manitoba Food Fest, awesome. Yeah, which is which is great. I'm I'm, I'm glad you're gonna you're gonna participate. So, you know, I thought I I asked you a question regarding you know why you do events like this. What, what events like this can actually do for for local vendors and stuff like that. So, yeah, and and the local community, like I I think people like to support. Uh, their neighbor or their their city like I think and I I think people are smart like if they think it's going to be something that uh, it's got a a strong uh, authentic and organic quality to it people will 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 support it and I see this in Winnipeg I see it on the prairies people are are like wanting to lend a hand Fort Gibraltar is such a beautiful site like there's something automatically anything that that's going to happen whether it's a wedding or or you know of course festival um, that's at Fort Gibraltar you already know it's going to be a cool event so the location was really intriguing for me it's and close then, to you it is literally your neighbor right yeah it's down the street from my shop yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's nice but but also because there's some very interesting entertainment and i think it, i think this is also partially to raise money for fort gibraltar mm-hmm. correct correct so that's that's very cool mm-hmm. we recreated fort gibraltar in chocolate 
So what? we have to try to find a way to bring it to this event if it can be oh, housed wow. indoors. Yeah, I know we have it. It's going to be in my new. It's huge too. So that was very interesting. And by by doing that, I got to learn a little bit more about Fort Gibraltar. Like I didn't know it was um, created in the seventies. And it's a replica of the original. So I thought it was still like remnants of the original mm-hmm. some way, somehow. But mm-hmm. but the original was at the Forks. Oh, wow. And they brought it on over to this, this space. And it was it was brought over for for the initiation of Folk uh, Festival de Voyageur. Like it was literally, because like, we know it as the site for Festival. Right. But mm-hmm. it was created for Festival. Oh, okay. Well, oh, well that's interesting. Yeah. So our event that we had at Festival this year, was to celebrate the Voyager. So we 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 I, I I brought together a whole bunch of really awesome sculptors, and each one got to make their version of what they think a Voyager is. And Voyager time span is over about three hundred years. So you can just like go to town. There's just so many ways you can interpret what what those Voyagers might have been like. Right. So uh, so we had. Um, one from from Montreal that looked like he was looking west a lot came from voyagers are essentially ship shipping dudes like they're just like putting stuff on their back and they're going from one place for the Hudson's Bay or the Northwest Company and they're dropping stuff off over here and then piling stuff on their back and on their head with a strap and going back out east you know like they're like bison transport is today (laughs) i know i'm like i thought it was something else but when you start researching and you're wanting to build something out of chocolate you're like you want to try to get it somewhat right right you're like oh these guys are like that okay interesting so yeah there were like these 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 forts were essentially trading posts what that part we mostly all know but but to the extent of it like they were really places to uh regroup like to energize like food and and health like try to get yourself a little bit more up to speed before you head back through the mosquito infested marshlands of you know like the boreal <laughs> I mean, forest for that, i know right? i know money and then also just the time away so a lot of these voyagers had had families all across the prairies all the way up through the northwest territories like they'd have one or two families so and so it's just a very interesting um, uh, apex of different cultures and people coming together all because of trading routes, all because of shipping goods back and forth. That's crazy. Fort Gibraltar for you. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so now we're going to, you know, we're going to have raise some money and have a little bit of fun because out of that came some entertainment. And so, I don't know, there's like some of that, I get that feeling, that mm-hmm. Folk Fest feeling with this Manitoba Food Fest. Fully. And then all these other wonderful vendors that will be there too. Right, it's for, it's for the public, but it's for the vendors. Like it's, it's just kind of, it's not like a, a forced party. It's just, you know, a, a great event for people to casually come through, talk to local vendors about, you know, what they make and what they do and for you to tell the different stories on how you got into it, which is the best part, right? A lot of times you buy products, like large products from large companies, and you don't know where it came from. You don't know how it was made. don't even know what's in it. And an mm-hmm. uh, event like this, mm-hmm. you can really kind of get down to the grassroots of why it's being made and what it truly is, right? But you chose the right venue because, well, people across the city like Fort Gibraltar, people in St. Boniface, we support like we're very involved with oh look at that's happening over there we're going so whether it's Cirque Marlair whether it's the University of St. Boniface like people get involved in this in 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 St. Boniface which I think is awesome Mm -hmm. so there's there's that but there's also so it's a really nice venue for something like this and and I think I think even even if it's I we hope that it'll be good weather but even if it's not I think people will come out anyway Mm -hmm. like I think the parking is free there's ample parking like there's just it's easy everyone knows how to find Fort Gibraltar yeah. and it's nice to not have it in a mall right. like a lot of these markets are 
you know, it, there's something kind of like, well, I haven't been there yet for those that haven't been there. Like, what's it, what's it look like there? Like, there's lots of, so if you haven't seen Fort Gibraltar, it's just, it's just, just, just that alone, just to go see the, the No one's ever walked in and said, man, this place sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's impossible, right? Because it kind of takes you back. All the reasons that you just said, it's, it's, mm-hmm. plus it's beautiful on a, on a mm-hmm. nice day, even mm-hmm. on a crappy day, right? Mm-hmm. It's, we live for those summer days, so let's, let's totally. spend the festivals outside yeah i like that you don't have a lot of duplication amongst right. all the vendors like there's such a nice range of different things yes and i lots noticed of- that lots of mar- markets there's so many of the same like right. there's lots of more than one soap people or not to you know like there's can never have enough soap but <laughs> but you know what i mean like but it makes it hard for the consumer world. because <laughs> then it's like oh it's it's like a lot of the same this and the same that but you've you've selected um you've curated a really nice kind of like um, potpourri of, of interesting vendors. Right. It's cool. You've done a few events. Do you have any events coming up for 2019? What's on the horizon for 2019? Oh, for gosh. People always ask me this, and I, know, I never and I never know. And then I, I leave thinking, oh, yeah, there's that. So I can't even think of it right now. Honestly, right now, our biggest one is this that I'm looking forward to that we're putting together. That we have to come together as a group because we, we still have to, I was as I was mentioning to you before this interview, how we, we really try to think about the events that we do is that we can create something that's unique to this event. Like I would like to bring Fort Gibraltar back in chocolate over for people to look at. We just finished doing Wagon Bloom and made a stunning chocolate showpiece out of, of one of the paintings there. And uh, so so we'll have to think of what, what else we can do that could, could uh, connect to our Fort Gibraltar piece if I can bring it. Moving it, it's very hard. How big is it? Uh, it's probably at least the size of this desk. Like it's quite Seriously? large. Yeah, it's big. We put it in our front window and it takes four of us to move it. <laughs> Wow. We got we got a little ahead of ourselves. Pictures, you I know yeah. we, got a, we got a little carried away. We're like, wow, we might as well add that on there and add that. And then we started adding like wildlife to it. Like we started adding like the little grassland on on the outside, yeah. and we have some wolves and a, and a and a bison and some trees. And we're like, this is this is okay. We need to stop this now. Like this is getting too big. Wow. Yeah, you're, you're not supposed to make a Fort, Fort Gibraltar the size of Fort Gibraltar. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be a just mini getting, We just we just we really do get ahead of ourselves sometimes. That's okay. Can I you, say hi to my mom and my dad, can. Marie and Ron Menzies, because they listen to CJB, CJOB all the time. Do they really? They do. That's like awesome. They love CJOB. And I love Tom Milroy. He's awesome. <laughs> so if he's listening. That's awesome. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Okay. Thank you very much for having me, both of you. It's really nice that you invited me. That was Constance from Chocolatier Constance Pop. And up next, after the news, we have Celine from The Vegan Fromagerie. Be right back. With Sherry Sobey at Generation Green are here to tell us more about it. So, how is everybody? How are we doing? Fabulous. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Welcome to the main ingredient. Krista, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm very good. <laughs> how do we know each other? How do you two know each other? How do we meet? Well, I had an opportunity from one of my staff to sample some vegan cheese. Mm-hmm. I'd never had, well, I should correct that. I had a little taste of vegan cheese and was not really too keen on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all know that brand. And anyways, <laughs> Brands, uh, there's yeah, a lot, there's a lot of yeah well, there, there was cheese. one main brand. Um, anyways, so I had a little sample of this and I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. 
And she says, yeah, she's, she's been doing this for some time. And so she knows what she's doing, the maker of this. She says, I'm going to bring her in for you to meet her because we were opening our vegan cafe. Mm-hmm. And I wanted something that was going to be really unique for what we were doing. And I also wanted, I know how hard it is to be a maker. So I really wanted to be able to give her some exposure and help her build her brand. And by her, I mean this lovely Celine here from Vegan Fromagerie. And she makes vegan cheese like no other. I'm converted. And I wasn't necessarily vegan. That wasn't my thing. That's what I wasn't going for. I couldn't eat dairy. So, but I love cheese. So this is not just if you're vegan. This is if you are also maybe lactose intolerant uh, or trying to eat more plant-based or trying to cut that out of your life a little bit because I think everybody's starting to see that they're having challenges with dairy. So when you have someone that has made this their forte um, and perfected it over how many years now, Celine, have you been making vegan cheese for? Well, I probably started once Felix was born, my son, so mm-hmm. 2012, so <clears throat> seven years. So it was a lot of, and it's still trial and error, like trying out new recipes and things like that. But it probably took a good three, four years to perfect recipes to, to get them okay. to where I wanted to get them. I'm confused. I don't, I don't know anything <clears throat> about vegan cheese. So how do you make vegan cheese without dairy? So some are... Um, based of organic soy milk some are nut based some are cashew um so it just doesn't put any of the dairy or cruelty in it sort of thing so um a lot of these are gluten-free as well so they have minimal ingredients um they melt they um did you get that mm. they melt on pizza (laughs) do you want to say that again let Um, me just say that really clear (laughs) you can slice them um they just it's just it's not trying to imitate dairy because it never will imitate dairy, but it's just offering a different um, alternative for people to enjoy, um, you know, gatherings and enjoy food again um, without consuming dairy. Yeah. Well, it looks nice. It does. It looks awesome. What, what, what led you to making it? Like, how long have you lived the vegan lifestyle? So I've been vegan for 15 years myself, mm-hmm. um, and I am currently raising my son vegan as well, and um, my reasons are based out of compassion. And so um, when he was born, um, I really struggled with what I wanted to do in life, and veganism has always been a big passion of mine, and I thought, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if I could do something that I actually love? Um, and so it started out with just... Um, making at home and sharing with friends and mm-hmm. uh, and friends saying, hey, you really should sell this. But it's it's hard to get out in the market. Um, renting commercial kitchens is expensive. Getting permits, everything like that. Um, being the, the main provider for my son as well, finding time to do all that. And so um, it took a long start to kind of get started. Um, and then I was connected with Sherry and it's it's been an amazing journey since then. Um, and so this is just something, there's not very many people who are able to say that they do what they're really passionate about or able to do that. And um, this is huge for me, um, to be able to show, you know, my son that I'm following my dreams. And, um, he often even says, you know, when I'm older, I want to be a vegan cheesemaker as well. (laughs) And so he's, I've always had him in the kitchen with me as well. And so he's, you know, he's made some of these and he adds, he's my inspiration for so much. When you started, was the intention to make it a business or that never crossed your mind until you started to you know, produce a lot of it for people. Like you were selling it, you were, you were selling it before you and Sherry met, right? On the lowdown, on the hush hush. Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. that's, how, that's how everything starts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
I did. I, I, I did do it on the lowdown because friends were asking for to buy it. They really loved it. Um, it always stayed really small. It stayed with people that I knew and uh, was the intention. I don't know if the intention, my life has changed so much from 2012, where I used to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, I, didn't need the, I didn't need to support myself and things like that. So originally, I probably th- started it just for fun, just because I love cooking. I've always been passionate about cooking vegan food. I've always been in the kitchen. Um, and so I definitely never thought that it would lead to where I am today. I'm definitely amazed that now I'm, you know, uh, seeing, you know, uh, businesses approach me to be on their menus and things like that. And it's such an honor for me to, to, to have that and to see my name and just to know that there's access to more vegan food means in, for me anyways, that less people are consuming dairy. And this is, you know, this is part of what I want to spread is the, the vegan love. <laughs> um, so I'm, yeah, I definitely never thought I would make it this far. You know, you know what's funny? Sorry, but sorry to cut you off. I know you're going to no. say something. It's funny. As you're speaking, she looks like a proud mom. I am. She's so proud as you're talking, saying, yeah. I never thought been, that I'd be selling. Yeah. Like, she's Batman, and she's got a million Robins. <laughs> you being one of them now. It's right? true. My, my connection with Sherry has been, I can't even tell you. When, when I first met her, um, I was very nervous. I was apprehensive. I didn't know how this was going to work. But she, she's treated me with such respect and such... Yeah, she's been my number one supporter, and she's taken me further than I've ever thought I could be. And, you know, she's given me creative licensing to do a lot of things and help, you know, shape the cafe in a little bit. And it's, it's, yeah, I do. I see the pride that, you know, and it, it, it makes me proud too to see someone really believe in me like that. It's um, it's really yeah. nice. Yeah, I do believe in her, and I and she just wants to cater to everybody though. So I'm like, okay, you've got to learn to say no. Yeah, she's good that way, right? Yeah, she's, she's very nice, but she, you you know how to run a business. Yeah. And that's right? the you thing. Are your yeah. business. That's though. what yeah. she's trying to teach me is like I'm a very I've, I cater to people. I don't like mm-hmm. saying no to people. I like to make everybody happy. And she's definitely teaching me a lot more about the business end of it, which I still have more to learn. But it's you know it's it's getting there and it's. It's, it's definitely a learning curve and um, it's been a great relationship for, for me. Yeah, it's been a mutually beneficial relationship because I now am able to offer something unique in my vegan cafe, uh, something that's really differentiating us from anybody else and what we're doing. I mean, grilled cheese day is a big one for us there. And we've tried a few different things. Like we alternate the menu where we're incorporating the, the cheese. Our witty, I know you're ready to dig your, your, your teeth I, I into you're that, right? I don't know what you're talking about. You our know, cream cheese. I don't like to eat very much. Our cream cheese, it, like I say our, look at our, the cream cheese is amazing. It's hands down the best. My son will not even eat another cream cheese now that, because he's so spoiled by this. Yeah. Put a conventional, you know, dairy c- cream cheese in front of him. And he's like, oh, that's not like mom's. That's not the right one. Oh, really? <laughs> Knows and, yeah, the difference. It's, it's funny because, uh, you know, like we started just with the hard cheeses. And I was like, hey, let's introduce the cream cheese, mm-hmm. which is made like it's so smooth and so creamy because it's organic cashews. Mm-hmm. And it's got minimal ingredients mm-hmm. again. And, and I think it was a few months back, Sherry told me like the numbers that have been sold. And I was blown away that so many people are just loving the, these cream cheese bagels. They're just... Like some people, yeah, are is just... that what we had the other morning? Yeah, for me? That yeah. Was, oh, yeah, remember? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that is good. I ate mine up. 
Really? Yeah. I'm like, is, is anybody else going to have, have that last <laughs> yeah. piece? <laughs> well, and now we've added another flavor. So we're going to kind of do some monthly features so that people can kind of see how versatile this is too. And so we've done the onion chive as our staple. And now we just added the sun-dried uh, tomato and Kalamata olive. And I think we're going to do a sweet one, like a cinnamon sugar one on our toasted bagels would be uh, so amazing. Like I eat at my cafe, so I need it to be good. Mm-hmm. I need to enjoy it. And if I'm saying more please, well, it's sticking. It's staying on the menu, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have this really good palate. <laughs> so there's a few different kinds on there. What, yes. what are those three? Are so three, the cream yeah. cheese is in the bagel and then there's three others. I, yeah. So I brought three kinds today. So there's dill Havarti, there's a smoked Gouda, and there's a pepper jack. Wow. Mm-hmm. And are they all, what are the bases for them? Are they all different? Or are they all the same? So those ones are all the same. So a lot of the times the, the, <clears throat> the wheels of cheese are, are based with um, organic soy. Um, and they're all gluten-free. So is the cream cheese as well. Um, they all come, you know, they're pretty firm. So you can slice or you can grate. I make a matzo as well, which people, once they put on pizza, they're like blown away at how it melts and how it tastes. Um, but these ones, yeah, are all the same base. So keep expanding the menu and trying different things as well and different flavor combinations. It's been a long time since I've had dairy. I don't, and I, I never loved cheese, so it's hard for me to duplicate what, you know, cheese tastes like. So I just kind of go with what my own palate really I'm enjoys. The Vegan Fromage Ray not only makes cheese, but they make other products, which we're going to talk about after a quick break. Celine from the Vegan Fromagerie is here to tell us about the cheese she makes and other products. And so is her biggest cheerleader, Sherry Sobey from Generation Green. And so she also also makes the sour cream that I find to be like so much better than like a dairy sour cream. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, A feta cheese that is to die for. Uh, A cheese sauce. Mm. So make some mac and cheese with that one. Oh yeah, that's all right. Or nachos. Oh my God. Look, I'm getting hungry as I speak. We make a batch of that at home every week, my son and I, because between mac and cheese and just like cold dipping, like he just... He'll eat that every day. It's so good. It's got a nice spice to it. It is so good. You're you're having the pepper jack? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it has jalapenos and red pepper flakes. (laughs) It's the funniest thing. Kevin's trying to be really dainty with this. (laughs) Very dainty. Oh, you're doing the pepper jack? Okay. Yeah. And so I source out local ingredients when I can. Um, You know, I try to buy organic when I can. Try to, you know support other small businesses whenever I can as well. Um, trying to keep it, you know, minimal ingredients so that people um, are, it's not full of preservatives and things like that. So, so how do people buy your product? Where are you selling it from? So right now I'm, I'm uh, making in-house at uh, Acorn Cafe. So if people want to buy, they can um, either go down to the cafe, Generation Green or Acorn Cafe, um, place their order in person. They can call or they can also do it online, uh, Generation Green online. Um, but right now that's the only location I'm at. Um, hoping to do some more markets or start markets in the summer. But we sell so much of it that I had to make a website just for cheese ordering. Oh, did you? Yeah. So I didn't, you, I didn't know that. Well, I never even had a website for, I had a blog site. Right. Right. I didn't want to have an online store. It's too much to keep track of for inventory and what right. have you. Yep, so we worked. did, 
because we're getting so many cheese orders and the phone's ringing and what have you, it's it's like, let's try to streamline this right. and make it a little bit more convenient for people as well. So we that was the basis for starting it. And then we've just added on some of the, the stuff that we always have so that I can, I know I always have a good amount of stock of, but it works so well this way because people can just go on and add to cart and check out and it's so, so easy. It's awesome that you've made her create that, huh? <laughs> yeah. that is it that's a, that's a good that's a good yeah. problem to yeah have, right? for sure wow yeah but it definitely has made it easier for us and, and and you know trying to add in different features she usually makes a different feature every month um celine also does like uh some satan i don't know if you know what satan is oh let's explain what it is why don't you take that one <laughs> Uh, so Satan is made out of wheat gluten, which yep. is I've, just... I've been called Satan before, but you know, I, never, I know this means something else. <laughs> um, and so wheat gluten is just pure protein. And so it's just kind of, if you took all kind of... Um, so it's just wheat gluten that you mix certain ingredients, uh, spices, things with, and you bake it and it makes uh, an analog, is what they call it. So a meat alternative. So um, we've done pastrami and... Um, and oh, made I have Rubens. had some. I have had some before. You so, made some? Yeah, yes. we've wow. made Rubens in the cafe, which has sold oh. really, really well. There's mm. pepperoni for pizzas, things like that. Um, we're doing a turkey dill sandwich at the cafe right now. Um, um, Patent 5 gets... Um, Patent Five Distillery yep. has Distillery, added has her added, cheese yeah. on as a uh, for their charcuterie boards because yep. that's all they're doing. So that was basically our first wholesale account, mm. and uh, now we've since done uh, the, roost. the roost, yeah, as well. Okay, so what happens when you what happens when you get smoked? You're gonna get smoked. You know that, right? I told her like, she needs to get a little protege now, a little uh, assistant. Yeah, because it's going to be, I can do it, I can do it. And then all of a sudden, everybody's going to buy in and you're going to get crushed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, we're taking it slow too, yeah. right? Yeah, we're kind of waiting on me to expand because in my own personal life, things are busy. Uh, single mom to a, to a young son. Yep. And, you know, it's 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 challenging to find that time. Oh, I'm super grateful to, to have the flexibility and everything to work in the cafe. I've... You know, I've, I phoned Sherry and said, listen, you know, like, uh, my son's sick this day. Can I come in the next? And, you know, there's always been the extension of, you know, come in when you can sort of thing to, to fulfill the need of cheese. So, yeah, which is awesome. She gets it. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And right. Yeah. Family first always. So, yeah. Yeah. strange. Some, someone actually <laughs> doing what they say they do. Like, they, you meet a nice person and they actually are nice. Yes. Aww. You know what I mean? Not to you. Seriously, are you? You're really nice. <laughs> she has. She's, you know, like she's definitely, she's, she, yeah, she's firm, good. <laughs> like she's taught me a lot of things and it's, uh, you know, it's. Very direct. Uh, yes. Right. And if I, she loves something, yeah. she loves it. If she doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She told me that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of like, um, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Back yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we experiment. It's like, no. 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 That's what I said. If I go more please, then it's like, okay, that one's sticking. Yeah. yeah like I said, I have a really good palate. <laughs> <laughs> I love food. Yeah, Hence the reason I'm doing MB Food Fast. Right. So what's your plan for MB Food Fast? What are you um, bringing? What am I bringing? Yes. Uh, well, I'm get, definitely going to bring cream cheese because yep. that seems to be the top seller right now. And Dil Havarti is definitely on the table. Um, and then I'm not sure if we're going to pick a different one, uh, maybe bring three all together. But those two for sure are coming. Um, 
some stuff like the cream cheese needs to be to culture quite for a little bit of time sort of thing so this requires a lot of planning ahead right. so um i yeah we get lots <laughs> of bowls soaking of cashews all throughout the cafe it's like oh my god i take the whole i take over the whole cafe and i just let people know like where everything is but um, it's amazing what happens in that cafe there's some some big time magic that goes on okay because it's a small little space we've utilized every single inch of it and it's definitely huge for the the cheese making um and so it's like wherever we can soak cashews we're soaking cashews that's all there is to it it's, it's space, a priority yeah. <laughs> i gotta bring chris to there for lunch you gotta come for, you yeah what did i have when i had a tuna sandwich oh that was our yeah that day was our chickpea tuna sandwich, chickpea tuna yeah. sandwich. it was really good and then did you not have you soup. had soup what was the soup that day i don't know because celine also you, makes you soup make the too. soup yeah. some of them yeah she makes some, some especially our no chicken noodle soup Oh, so it's, it was it's, super, it's soy super curds good. in it, and it is delicious. Uh, but yeah, she she's usually making oh the broccoli cheese soup, uh, another favorite of mine. I can just sit here and reminisce. <laughs> is it lunchtime? <laughs> she forgot everybody's here. She just oh, the broccoli soup. Yeah. So and right now you can get them either in like sixteen ounce wheels. Or you can get it in eight ounce or four ounce. So we just cut, cut, and cut. And uh, now Celine's been making a little bit extra always too, so that we put some in the deli display because some people come in and they didn't order because we only do pre-orders. So here's the how we manage to to. Work so I can't just walk together. in and say, "Hey, oh, yeah, no. I want some of that cheese." Like, no. no, that's already spoken for. Yeah. Well, unless we do make some extra, and like I said, that extra only usually sits around for the one day. Yeah. Um, because it's just such a demand. So. So we do pre-ordering this way we don't have waste either which is really important to all of us it's expensive to make right and her time is very important to us we want to get uh you know it make it as streamlined as possible for her so we do pre-ordering only so it right now it's every other week that we do it so you put your orders in by friday and you pick them up on monday she comes in and spends the entire weekend making cheese and uh, so it's always fresh too uh, but you can freeze the cheese too uh, how long can you freeze for so you can freeze it for up to three months oh yeah. nice yeah. Yeah, yeah that's all right but we don't do that we're selling it to you fresh right. yeah yeah Sometimes people come on the cafe on, on Saturdays when they know I'm working and they'll, they'll stop me and say, hey, this the, do you make this cheese? And it's, I'm, I'm a very shy person, so of yeah. course I'll like shy away. But like, you know, those comments are, I, I, I go home and I tell other people that, wow, I can't believe that someone came and just to say that to me, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just, it really, it reinforces what I do and it really, it, you know, ignites that passion over again. So I'm Manitoba Food Fest, like I'm super excited about that. That's going to be my probably biggest event that I've I've done Coming so far party. and yeah, yeah like I'm just I I it's an honor to be a part of it and I just you know it's it's going to be so exciting just to be amongst other people too amongst other local yeah. um, artists you know it's just I think that once you're in a room with like-minded people like awesome. it really They're inspiring it mm-hmm. yeah like it changes right. the way you feel and it again it ignites your passion to want it really because I mean Sherry knows starting a small business, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're, you don't, <laughs> you're not in it for the money right away. Like, you, you know, like it's hard to establish clients, establish everything. But once you get ignited again, once you meet people who are really passionate, you know, who are working hard hours, it just, it really changes the way you feel and, and how, um, how you want to just continue this. So I'm, you know. Yeah. And the community of uh, Manitoba food and uh, beverage developers is one of support. It is not one of competition. Right. They are so like, they're cheering for each other. They're 
buying each other's food. They're learning how to collaborate together too. And you know, someone's making a cracker. Well, hey, I got the cheese to go with that. So yeah. it's a wonderful yeah. opportunity yeah. to yeah. do that. Yeah. Food fest, I know. Huh? I'm, yeah. I'm already planning it out. Yeah, like, who's going to go next really to who good. here? I'm, I can't um, wait for that. Yeah, because I think that's super important too. And uh, when you can collaborate together, that's a beautiful thing beautiful thing i mean just how we're collaborating here you know she's definitely made acorn cafe what it is for sure that's awesome you guys thanks for coming we appreciate it yeah we'll see you at food fest yes for sure the vegan fromagerie will be at the manitoba food fest june 9th at fort gibraltar so uh i suggest you don't miss it talk to you next week on the main ingredient here on 680 cjob This is 680 CJOB.